International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. There's no particular indictment on Jonah's character outside of the fact that he didn't want to go to Nineveh to preach, you know, preach this message of repentance. He wasn't living in immorality. He wasn't, there's no indication of that. He wasn't a rebellious prophet. In, in any other sense, it's God told him this one thing to do. There's this one thing that he wanted him to do, and Jonah wouldn't do it. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Well, we are currently studying the book of Jonah together. Jonah was a prophet of God, a prophet of Israel, and he didn't want to do what God asked him to do. Very simple. In fact, he deliberately disobeyed God. And then the consequences of his disobedience swam up and swallowed him while he was trying to run away from God. Silly prophet. He couldn't get away from God. And neither can we. Let's listen as Dr. Shaw brings us part one of a message today called Seven Lessons from the belly of the whale. Jonah chapter 2. Jonah chapter 2. I keep learning things from the book of Jonah. I've preached it before, but it was quite a while ago. And I don't use, I don't reuse outlines. I just study it brand new and preach it brand new. That's the, just typically the way I do it. So Jonah chapter 2, beginning in verse one, Jonah chapter 2, verse 1. If you don't know where we are in Jonah chapter 2, verse 1, Jonah's in the fish's belly in the ocean. He's in a pretty difficult situation right now. All right. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God, out of the belly of the fish, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I. And thou heardest my voice. For thou hadst cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about, and all thy billows and waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look 
again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought me up my, my, up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, bless your word now. I pray that you'll help us to learn the truths that are here so that we won't have to go to the lengths that Jonah had to go to to repent. Change our hearts. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jonah is running from God. He's taken the most severe step in running from God by sacrificing his life in rebellion. We saw that last week, one of the key components last week, one of the biggest comments that I got after the message last week was this idea that Jonah asking the sailors to throw him into the sea was an act of selfishness, not righteousness. Oftentimes we have looked at that as an act of righteousness, self-sacrifice. Okay, throw me into the sea so that, the, so that you will be saved and everything will be okay. What nobility on Jonah's part. However, here's what we know. Jonah was not yet repentant. And really all Jonah had to do to stop the storm was to fall on his knees and pray this. Right here, that we see in Jonah 2. But Jonah is still running, and so he's sacrificing even in his life, his life in rebellion. You know, there are things in our lives we would rather die than do. Yeah, I understand. I mean, sometimes they have to, have to do with just fears or inexperience. We have, for instance, a practice we've been doing in the past few weeks especially. We have a practice of folks giving their testimony as they join the church. And I, I understand this. We've said this many times before. Speaking in public is, is supposedly the number one fear. Number two is death. Now think about that. There are some people who would rather die than speak in public. So I, I understand. Now that isn't intended to be an initiation experience. We're not doing that, but it is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing to hear from you how God saved you, and it's a wonderful thing for us to hear from you your story, because that helps us to connect with you and understand who you are, and I think it's a wonderful thing on a regular basis to be sharing our stories with one another, and we shouldn't be doing that just once and then it's sort of done. There are certain stories, you know, you know you, have, you have family stories, they ought to be repeated over and over and told over and over, as long as they don't change as you tell them. But, uh, but, but we, ought to, we ought to be doing that. And so 
And so it, it is just really important that, you know, we have these kinds of fears. And so sometimes we would, there are some things we fear, or at least out of rebellion, we are refusing to do. And we would rather, in this case, it's Jonah, he would rather die than do it. At least that's what he thinks. And we'll get to that here. He is now in one of the most miserable situations imaginable. He's in the dark. He's in the fish or the whale or whatever. Um, I, I've heard people argue about this. Well, you know, a whale is actually a mammal, so it had to be a fish. Because um, ancient, ancient, the ancients did not have the same scientific classification systems that we do today. It was swimming in the ocean. It had fins. It had a big mouth. It, it could have been a whale. It could have been a fish. I think it probably was a whale. I, I, I think that for several reasons. First of all, because whales have blowholes. They have to go up. They have to bring air in. Anyway... Um, God could have miraculous, I mean, there's a miraculous, anyway, it doesn't matter. He's in the fish, he's under the water, he has limited air supply. I described it last, I mean, this is not the Disney form of, you know, Geppetto fishing in the, in the whales, that, that is not, it was probably very much akin to being waterboarded for three days. Imagine that for a moment. Yet he's conscious enough to be aware of his surroundings as he was sinking through the depths, he describes it here, the, the seaweed gathering around him. Most believers have been, I mean, figuratively, in the whale's belly at some point or another. You can probably think into a point in your life when you were in the whale's belly. You, know, so you say, well, what is being in the whale's belly? Uh, being in the whale's belly is not going through a trial. We all go through trials, and trials are part of the Christian life. Being in the whale's belly is dealing with, in your life, pretty severe consequences for sin. And it's also being in that moment in your life when you are in a standoff with God. And we don't talk about this much, but we really do need to talk about this because there are points where, where you end up in a standoff with God and God says, for instance, I, I want that. One of the fascinating things, I think, about this story of Jonah is that he was a prophet. There's no particular indictment on Jonah's character outside of the fact that he didn't want to go to Nineveh to preach, you know, preach this message of repentance. He wasn't living in immorality. He wasn't, there's no indication of that. He wasn't a rebellious prophet. In, in any other sense, it's, God told him this one thing to do, there's this one thing that he wanted him to do, and Jonah wouldn't do it. God asked Jonah to do one thing, just one thing, and Jonah wouldn't do it. Is there something God is asking us to do, and we are refusing to do it? You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw as we continue a teaching series in the book of Jonah, bringing you a message today titled, Seven Lessons from the Belly of the Whale. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. You can link to the church at daretostand.org. And now here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. 
Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today if you or someone you love needs help with recovery from addiction. And now let's get back to our study in Jonah and take an honest look at what God wants from us right now. Is there something he's asking us to do? Are you refusing to do it? Here's Dr. Shaw. Now, I, I, I want you to bring this back into our context where you live and I live. What is that one thing that God wants from you? That one thing that he wants you to give him, that one thing that he wants you to do, that one thing that you're reserving for yourself, that one thing that you won't give up, that, you know, that, that one thing. You know, there's a sense in which we're all, we're all kind of like the alcoholics. You poured that out. You poured out all of the alcohol into the sink. You've said, I'm going to get rid of it all. You got that one bottle in the back of the cupboard. You've got that one. And this is Jonah. He has this one thing. And this is, what, this is often what trips us up. It's that moment where God is putting you in a very difficult place to teach you something. I can think of some spiritual obedience crisis moments in my life. Maybe I'll tell you about some of them. Some of them I will never tell anybody. That's okay. That's between you and God. Life is hard, and it's often very hard to learn certain lessons. Yet these moments are often the most important moments of our lives. They're the times when we can grow and glorify God the most if we will respond to him in often a very difficult but proper way. And so let's talk about seven lessons from the belly of the whale. Okay, We'll do seven lessons in the belly of the whale. The first lesson is this. You might be Jonah or Job, and you need to know the difference. Not only do you need to know the difference, you need to be able to acknowledge the difference. I have people come to me all the time, Pastor, I'm going through this, this difficult time in my life, and I don't, is this because God is, is, is this because God is punishing me? Do you remember? The, this is often a question that comes up when Christians or, or people are dealing with difficulty. You have a blind man. Did this man sin or his parents that he has this way? This way. Job. Um, Job's having this discussion with his friends. I mean, that's the bulk of the book is this discussion with his friends where his friends are saying, listen, it got to be something. I mean, doesn't, God doesn't do this kind of thing just for nothing. It has to be something. And Job is saying, listen, I don't, I can't, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not claiming to be perfect, but I, I don't know what it is. So how do you know if you're Jonah, where God is chastising you for sin, 
or your Job, where God is taking you through trials for his glory. Now, I will tell you, you can know. God doesn't play the silence game. Okay, let's get them and see if they figure it out. That isn't how God works. The Bible, the, one of the, the, it might be the number one way in which God characterizes himself is as a what? As a father. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a home where my parents chastised us. Now, you, uh, chastisement is a nice biblical term for the colloquial term spanking, okay, which seems, you know, kind of out of place today, but, you know, that happened, and, um, and I needed it. And I probably needed it even more than I got it. Um, and so, but you imagine with me, here's what I do know. Every time I got spanked as a child, I knew exactly why. I can't imagine my father saying, go in the room. Gonna spank you. Why, Dad? I'm not gonna tell you. I, I'm not, you're just gonna have to figure it out. I'm not gonna tell you. Whack, whack, whack. You know, child stands there trying to figure it out. Now, I will tell you, that would be evidence of an abusive parent. And, and one of the reasons is this the purpose of chastisement is not the venting of anger. That's, that's abuse. The purpose of chastisement is to teach. And if you don't explain what you're teaching in the chastisement, you're not learning. So, we just want to keep this in mind. Here's what I'm convinced of. If, if God is chastising you, and I tell this to people all the time, you know. Don't be in denial. Your friends might not know, or they might, but you do. God does not chastise his children without revealing his purpose. And if you're in rebellion, God will show you. You can be in denial and refuse to see it, but if you open your eyes, you will know. If you're not in rebellion, you might know what God is doing, and you might not. It's clearly true, as we read through the book of Job, that Job did not understand, at least while he was experiencing all of his trials, why God was doing what he was doing. If Job knew there had been a conversation in heaven between God and Satan about Job before anything ever started, we wouldn't have even had the book of Job. There would have been no need for the book whatsoever. But God sometimes allows us to go through trials, and we go through those trials, and sometimes he explains, he shows us. Sometimes he shows us exactly why we go through those trials. Sometimes he gives us certain blessings in those trials that don't explain it all, but they show us that he's still in control. 
And sometimes he doesn't explain it at all, and we simply have to trust him. But if you're in rebellion, you will know. God does that. You might be a Jonah or Job, and you need to figure that out. Second principle is this. Rebellion can turn, and often turns, usually turns, to regret instantly. It's interesting. Then Jonah prayed into, to the Lord his God out of the, belly, the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of my affliction to the Lord. In one moment, Jonah is saying, cast me into the sea. And the next moment he's saying, Lord, help! I was reading a, an article about a young man that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, the Golden Gate Bridge is often a place where people jump to try to commit suicide. And it's a pretty famous story. He jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and he said, and he actually lived through it, hit the water, feet first, crutch vertebrae in his back, but managed to survive. Most people don't survive that kind of fall into the water. But he said the, the instant he was in the air, the first thought through him, through his mind was, this was a very bad idea. It's truly amazing how someone actually survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, which is never a good idea. But would Jonah survive being thrown into the sea during this terrible storm? Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought in a moment. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m., and Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported ministry. We encourage you to consider supporting Dr. Shaw with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. We'd love to give you a free CD of Dr. Shaw's Bible teaching and minister to you in any way we can. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. You are always welcome to visit Northwest for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. Sunday evening discipleship is at 6 p.m. And you can listen to Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on this same radio station. I'm Celeste Montague. We'll continue our new study in the book of Jonah next time, so join us. And now here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about how Satan likes to tell us to do really stupid and dangerous things, 
and we must reject those sinful thoughts, or we could end up inside a big fish, or worse. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more, right here on Dare to Stand. You know, our boldness, the, the things that Satan whispers into your ear and the, the Satan, Satan tries to get you to do to, you know, to build up your bravado. This is going to be, this is, this is going to be the right thing. This is the good thing. This is the thing that I want. And this is, and so maybe it's in rebellion trying to take your own life, or maybe it's in anger trying to do something to somebody else, or maybe it's in lust trying to satisfy your own lusts. Somebody like Amnon in the Old Testament who was convinced that he had he had in, incurable affections for his stepsister, but the moment those affections were satisfied, what happened? It turned to regret. <laughs>